Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. God loves us and he cares about us. And it's interesting because Yeshua says something in one of his sermons, if you will, that is very strong, but it reveals the nature of God. Uh, And it's very congruent with what we've been doing and lifting up the Lord's name and, and how God feels about us. Luke chapter six, verse 36 says this, be compassionate. We're being told for us to be compassionate just as your father is compassionate to you. That's a very important charge, friends, that we need to be compassionate. And surely in this day and time, is that needed now more than ever? That should be part of our nature. Why? Because it's part of God's nature. It should therefore and consequently be part of our nature too, for us to be compassionate to others. That should be our go-to as opposed to immediately uh, angry or judgmental, compassionate first, just as our father, because God is compassionate upon you. God is compassionate upon me, even in these days we're living in, because it's interesting as we think about God's compassion, because sometimes when we think about life and everything that we're going through, and when we think about society and the world that we're living in right now, and the craziness that it's out there, it doesn't feel like God is very compassionate. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Sometimes when you look through scriptures, even there can be times where it doesn't feel as though God is as compassionate. This past Thursday, Wednesday sundown to Thursday sundown was Tesha B'Av. Now, if you're not familiar with this uh, special day, uh, Tesha B'Av simply means uh, the ninth of Av. Tesha is uh, nine in Hebrew. Av is the Hebrew month. So it's the ninth day of the Hebrew month. Ninth of Av. Tesha B'Av. Okay. And I gave a whole message about Tesha B'Av last year around this time, but in general terms, it's regarded as the saddest day in the Jewish calendar. Uh, And primarily because so many tragic events happened on this exact same day throughout history on Tesha B'Av. The list is very long about all the bad stuff that happened to Jewish people on this exact Hebrew day, but it includes most prominently the destruction of both the first and the second temple. Both of them were destroyed on the same Hebrew date, Tesha B'Av, on the Hebrew calendar. 
And, and so consequently, since biblical times, we read about this even in the Bible, Jewish people have fasted on this day. As we read in the book of Zechariah, it mentions the, the fast of this month. And in general, on Tesha B'Av, great joy is not allowed. It's, a, it's really a day of mourning that, that we are really just coming out of here on the Shabbat. Gifts are not given. Weddings do not happen. Haircuts even. Shopping is not done uh, on this particular day. Also uniquely, and this is something very unusual, because we're in mourning, really as a people, even study of the Torah is forbidden on this day, which is pretty counterintuitive, right? But why? Because it's considered that studying the word of God is an enjoyable experience. And we can't experience great joy on a day that we're in such mourning. And we should be in mourning. And the only exception of this, you can study something from the Word of God. But the only exception is the book of Lamentations, the book of Job, and parts of the book of Jeremiah, which should be read while sitting on the floor. Okay, so, <laughs> so you can really sense the abasement <clears throat> that happens on Tesha B'Av and, and, and the sense of mourning that we should have during this particular uh, special day. Now, while I'm not going to preach to you today sitting on the floor, I am drawn to the traditional reading for Tesha B'Av. And as you know, we as a Jewish people have a cycle of reading the scriptures every, every year, just as Yeshua did in his synagogue in Nazareth, in the Hadashah, we read about how he read from the portions that we read in multiple places in the New Covenant where they read from the Torah and the prophets. And they, they read it in, in a, a, a cycle so that throughout the course of the whole year, you finish the whole scripture. And of course, we add the Hadashah, which was not available, the New Covenant, which was not available to Yeshua in his day. I'll let you figure that out. Uh, but the Lamentations is read on Tesha B'Av. So if you look at the whole yearly cycle of readings, Lamentations is never included except for on Tesha B'Av, okay? The ninth of Av. Why? Because Lamentations is intense, y'all. It's, it's, a, it's a heavy, heavy book. It's a, it's a book that's traditionally attributed to the Jewish prophet Yermiyahu, uh, Jeremiah. Some scholars, some scholars today uh, debate that attribution, but clearly the author in Lamentations is lamenting the destruction of Jerusalem. This is the, the first to temple era. And when Jerusalem was destroyed, uh, the whole book is just lamenting and is mourning the destruction of Jerusalem, God's holy city. Now, uh, the destruction of Jerusalem is visited oftentimes in Lamentations. And this destruction was a result of our people's disobedience and rebellion uh, toward God. But here's what I want for us to consider and to think about and to look at. Because even though this was a direct result of our disobedience, the theme of pain and difficulty in a land conjures images for me from today's news headlines. As we look at today's news headlines and you see all the different things that are going on, uh, there is some relation to lamentations as we think about the devastation of Jerusalem. Now, obviously not near on that scale. 
Now, some people claim, as you know, uh, it doesn't take but a cursory uh, survey of the internet to know that some people claim that the COVID-19 virus, which has been pretty devastating across the world, especially in this country, some people claim that, that the coronavirus and all is, a, is the judgment of God. You've heard this. Now, while I certainly uh, allow for that as a possibility, I don't know for sure one way or another, uh, but clearly... God has allowed this and allowed this suffering. And we know in general terms, we're heading closer and closer to the end times. And God has allowed this. And it's probably useful in times such as this, when, when the land is suffering, that we turn toward the Lord and we seek him. Does not that make sense? Is that when you see things happen, that is a shaking. And let's face it, our country has been shaken. I wonder if I'm shaking the camera right now. Uh, there's, there's a whole lot of shaking going on, if you will. And when our country's been shaken like this, it is time to turn to the Lord. I hope that you are turning to the Lord. Lord in this season now more than ever. Why? Because there's a lot of, of, of difficult and hard stuff that's happening. And we see in the book of Lamentations pain. We see pain in Lamentations on an exceptionally greater scale than even what we see in America today. Way bigger we read about in Lamentations. And the book is honestly pretty brutal in describing conditions uh, which were the results of what? Our sinning against God and the destruction of Jerusalem. So our people sinned against God. God allowed the enemies of Israel to come and take over and Jerusalem was destroyed. And so uh, the, the prophet in, in, Lament, in Lamentations is lamenting two things, really. He's lamenting uh, the destruction of Jerusalem, God's holy city, which is horrific. And he's also lamenting our people's um, uh, turning away from God and our sin and our rebellion and, and the fact that we messed up. And, and truthfully, he's also lamenting God's judgment. And he's, he's mourning the fact that God had to, to judge. And, and, and it was pretty intensive judgment, if you will. And so we're going to focus today specifically on Lamentations chapter 3. And as a side note, if you look at Lamentations, there's something that you miss a little bit looking at it only in the English. Because Lamentations is composed of five different poems four of which, the first four uh, chapters of Lamentations, are actually acrostics. And so they start with, you know, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, Hey. They, they, each section, uh, sort of like Psalm 119, but on a much smaller scale, uh, it's an, acro an acrostic poem, uh, if you will. And so there's a message that's being sent even within that, uh, that the, the, the destruction and the, the lamenting is, is Aleph Tav, in other words, from beginning to end, it's a total and complete kind of disaster, if you will. And so now with all that exciting and uplifting, let's take a look now. Lamentations chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 3. This is a deep message. I want you to just weigh into it and see how the Lord's going to speak to you through it. Because he did me for sure as I was studying Lamentations this week. Lamentations chapter 3, starting in verse 3. It says this, and the, and the prophet is speaking of the Lord as he's lamenting. Sure. Surely he has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. Oof. 
He made my flesh and my skin waste away, broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. Mm. He has made me dwell in dark places like those long dead. He has walled me in so I cannot get out. He has made my chain heavy. Even when I cry out and call for help, he shuts out my prayer. <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> I hurt when I hear the lament of this prophet. Boy, when I think about it, we have a very small taste of what the prophet is talking about today. We have a very small taste of some of this that he's talking about, even today. It seems as though God's hand of protection is not quite as strongly upon our country. It's still there for sure. But it almost seems like God has gone, ooh. There's a good deal of pain out there today. And, and many people, it's interesting, the Jeremiah says that he feels like God has walled him in and he can't get out. I think that many people today feel like they're walled in and they can't get out. Many are still literally quarantined. Many are still out of work. You know this. Many houses of worship are still only meeting remotely. Some houses of worship have closed for good. You see what's going on in the world today. And for many, hope is in short supply. Let me also say this. I know that many of you, and even most of you who are watching... Perhaps happily things are working out for you and you're doing okay. Although we've got a number of our members who are, who are out of employment right now and seeking employment, but still the, the vast majority of our members are working or are still working and they're basically doing, basically doing okay. But friends, you have to be able to sense that out there with everything going on in our country, Aleph Tav, uh, beginning to end, that things are not business as usual. You have to know this. You have to feel this. People are still very much on edge in, in so many different areas and ways. And people, quite frankly, and you know this is true, people who are not on edge only makes the other people even more on edge. <laughs> Why? Because they can't get over the fact that some people are not on edge and that makes them more on edge. And things can turn on an absolute dime. And things can turn in your life even on an absolute dime. All it takes are the words positive test. And suddenly the world stops for that person. 
It stops for that person and for their family. And suddenly people go into deep prayer that maybe they were not in before. And, the, and all the, the problems that they had before don't seem like to mean anything. When people just hear those words, positive test. Oof. And in addition, of course, the political landscape is so polarized right now. It almost seems like the whole country is ready to get into a fight in some way, form, or fashion. We can relate a little bit to the times that are reflected in Lamentations. You can hear the prophet as he continues his lament about Jerusalem and God's judgment on Israel. Let's continue in Lamentations chapter 3. We're going to move to verse 14 where the prophet says, I've become a laughing stock to all my people, their song all day long. He has filled me with bitterness and made me drink wormwood. He broke my teeth with gravel. That's very visceral. He made me wallow in ashes. My soul has been deprived of shalom. I have forgotten goodness. Man, I am telling you what. I told you Lamentations is intense. Do you sense the hopelessness of the prophet? I know I do. When I read that, you can tell. It's like, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just, I, I feel all these years later, I feel for that man. You can feel that, that hopelessness. And yet you see a, a lot of that hopelessness is right under the surface in our world today. I saw an article this week that reflected on some Yelp data which was recently analyzed and revealed that 60% of restaurants that closed due to the pandemic are closing permanently. 60% is the estimate, especially independent restaurants, non-chains. And the numbers for retail are, are very similar. Whether you personally feel crushed right now or not, it's only right to empathize with those who do because they're probably not going to be talking to you about it so much. But friends, people are going through it right now. Our country is going through it right now. It's a tough season that we are in. Wow, at this point, I have in my notes, pretty down message. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, fair enough. It was intended. It was intended. Thursday was Tisha B'Av, y'all. There are times when we should lament. There are times that we should honestly look at our situation and to go into mourning. That's, that's appropriate at times in our lives. And not to be this phony Pollyanna faith. No, we got to be real. And we got to be real about everything going on around us. There are times when we should look honestly at our lives and our country and shed a tear. There are times when God's judgment does indeed fall upon us. But Lamentations, the book of Lamentations, as absolutely brutal as the book is, 
does give us glimpses as how to react to such cataclysmic events. And it's important to understand this as it really makes scriptures relatable. That's one of the things I love about the word of God is that it doesn't, it doesn't just uh, paint a picture as if it's uh, mountaintop to mountaintop. No, it gives you the full story. And that's what life is really like. Sometimes we have these valleys, even as a, as a nation or even as a globe that we go through. And you know what? That sadly, it's going to happen more and more in general terms. Because sometimes you don't feel like God is near. Perhaps even you've got a job and things are going okay for you, but, you, but you're feeling a disconnection. You're not seeing people as much. You know, statistically, it's, it's, it's a very depressing thing. This is a depressing season that we're in. Suicide prevention lines numbers are way up right now across the board. Mental health in our country is suffering greatly, even from people who are still working. We've lost a lot of that connection. We've lost a lot of that community. And sometimes you don't feel like God is near. You don't feel like there's much hope. And even sometimes perhaps your own sins have blocked your relationship with God. And you might be ashamed as the prophet was. The prophet was there. The prophet was there too. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 20 says this. The prophet says, whenever I remember my soul is downcast within me. Oof. Y'all, man, he was suffering. He was suffering. He was hurting. He was legit hurting. And maybe you've been there at one time or another in your own life. Maybe you felt some of this. Even just a little bit of this. Maybe you felt some of this, especially here in this season that we've been in. Perhaps there have been times where you've, you've maybe doing okay and then suddenly you're just like, you feel a little bit down and you can't even under, explain why and you haven't pinpointed it. But it's just a, a feeling of a little bit of malaise and discouragement. What should you do? What should you do if you don't feel God as much, if you feel sometimes abandoned? What should you remember? What should you remember? Well, the prophet tells us, in fact, he tells us in the very next verse, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21. Get ready. Get ready for this. This I recall to my heart. Therefore, I have hope. So he's about to tell us, this is what I recall to my heart, which gives me hope. Verse 22. Because... Of the mercies of Adonai, we will not be consumed for his compassions never fail. Remember what we read in Luke. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh my goodness, I feel like, man, after reading all those other verses and limitations, I almost feel like I got to exhale there. Like, Oh, yes. 
Yes, yes, I needed that. Because of the mercies of Adonai, we will not be consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh my gosh, I can just almost feel the prophet just like breathing for just a minute in the midst of all this torment and and pain and difficulty. Wow. And within this, you see the true nature of our God. You see this. I want you to really weigh into this and to receive what the Lord has for you this Shabbat here. Even in the midst, even in the midst of serious judgment of Israel by God. This was God's judgment on Israel because of her disobedience, right? Who brought about this calamity. Uh, on Jerusalem and allowed it here, the prophet nonetheless acknowledges that God is merciful. <laughs> wow. That, that, is, that, is, that is an amazing perspective, especially for the prophet in the midst of all this lamenting. He says that God's compassions never fail. Oh my goodness. Because because we deserve to be totally consumed. We deserve to be completely destroyed. Yet God, even in his anger, even in his anger, he shows compassion. That's unbelievable. To me, that's a remarkable thing. It just sure shows his nature, like we read about earlier. It shows his nature. It even says that his mercies and his compassion are new every morning. Mm, They're new every morning. This whole virus has gone on much longer than I wanted or anticipated. People say, when are you going to open live services again? Man, I can't tell you how many times I've thought in my head, four weeks, four weeks from now. I thought that in April. I thought that in May. I thought that in June. You know, I've thought that in July. Four weeks. It seems like it's always four weeks out in my head. I never say anything. But it just keeps, boy, this has lasted much longer than we expected, right? But yet, God's mercies and his compassions are new every morning to help you make it through to help you make it through even this time that we're in. Why does the prophet emphasize this? I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed sometimes when I'm going through a really bad time that sometimes if I, I may be very, you know, I have a lot of angst about something, but then I'll go to bed and when I wake up the next morning, it it feels, even if ever so slightly, it feels less weighty on me. Have you experienced that? I know that for me, sometimes a stress or a big stress or it'll just be weighing on me and, and it will be heavy on my spirit and I'll go to sleep, but I'll wake up and it'll be just a little more fresh and it won't be quite as heavy. Well, the prophet here is saying that God's mercies are new every morning. In other words, each day, no matter how glum things look, and seem God renews and the renewal of the Lord is available to us and his compassions. They're new every morning, his mercies, 
His mercies are new every morning. Each morning, y'all, when you get up, each morning, you turn to the Lord and thank you, Lord God. Thank you for what you have for me today, regardless of what was yesterday. Yesterday may have been hard. Yesterday may have been difficult. Yesterday may have been stressful. Yesterday, may have, you may have felt like you had the, the weight of the world on your shoulders. Something terrible may have happened yesterday. Get up the next morning. Know what it says in Lamentations. God's compassions and his mercies are new every morning. Every morning we turn to him. Oh my gosh, that's a relief. It's a relief. So no matter how things look today, trust in God and wait for tomorrow. Trust in God and wait for tomorrow. And indeed, sometimes y'all, you have to wait. That's the thing. Sometimes you do have to wait until tomorrow or symbolically tomorrow. You have to wait. How do we know this? Let's continue in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 24. Says this, Adonai is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Adonai is good. To those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of Adonai. Whew. Yes. Sometimes when things are difficult, we have to wait for the Lord. Oh, I'll say it again because it's hard. Sometimes when things are difficult, we have to wait for him. We have to wait quietly for the salvation of our God. At the same time, we can never rest on our laurels. We have to, as the scripture says in Lamentations, we have to seek him. We have to seek him. See, friends, seeking God and waiting for God are not oxymoronic. You can do both at the same time. It's a deep principle. Seek God and his promised Messiah even while you lament, even while you may be in mourning for what has happened to you, whether it be your own faults or not. Seek God and his promised Messiah. Yeshua came to set the captives free. In times like this, friends, you have to wait and seek, wait, and seek. It is our God who is so merciful to us, even when we don't deserve it. Remember, this is what the prophet was saying in Lamentations, is that even though Jerusalem was destroyed and, and Israel taken into captivity because of her own sins, Yet God did not destroy Israel, even though he could have, right? He did not destroy Israel. 
So even in the midst of his anger and judgment, he showed compassion. Unbelievable, even when we don't deserve it. This is the story of Yeshua too, my friends. We could have lamented like Jeremiah about how no one can keep all of the Torah. It is beyond our capability as humans to keep all the commandments in the Torah. But there is hope. So even though we we lament that we sin and that we fall short of the glory of God, yet there is hope. Why? Because Yeshua came to pay the price for our sins. Remember what we started with in Luke chapter 6. God is compassionate to you. What mercy he shows to us, even in the midst of our disobedience, even in the midst of calamity, yet he is still kind and merciful to us if we wait on him and if we seek him. And it says what? In Limitations, it says, Adonai is my portion. Oof. Wonderful song on the Nagilah CD. Stand up and praise the Lord together that partially comes from this. Adonai is my portion. Meaning that what is really most important is not anything here on earth. What is most, not things, listen, there are things on this world that are certainly are very important. But what is most important is Olam Haba, the world to come. That's what we should be investing in, in this world. The mitzvot, the deeds and, and such that we're doing, the teshuvah, the repentance that we're doing, the tefillah even, the prayers. It should be with, with an eye toward the world to come. My Jewish brother and sister, if you've never thought about olam haba, the world to come, my friend, you're missing out. Because all of us at one time or another, we breathe in our last. And then what happens? No, friends, we need to be investing in what is to come. And God is just so merciful to us as Yeshua came to take our punishment. I think about what Yeshua did is almost like the story of lamentations about how we lament or are in mourning for our, our sins and our depravity. And I, I think I'm also like I think the Alchet of Yom Kippur, right? Yom Kippur is not long from now. And, and, and thinking about how we, we lament during the Alchet about all of our sins, but yet we're able to rejoice because God is compassionate even in the midst of that. Oh, it all connects and is beautiful. Wow. Because here's the thing that ties it together, y'all. Remember this. At the end of the day, Jeremiah lamented Israel's disobedience and God's severe judgment on Jerusalem. But here we are. 2,600 years later. And what flag flies over Jerusalem today? That's the flag. That's the flag that flies over Jerusalem today. Oh, I know what, how the prophet Jeremiah must feel. How he must feel. To see that flag over that city that he mourned for. Oh, how he must feel. Can you imagine 
He's writing a new, he's writing a new poems now. Praising God. Wait quietly for the salvation of Adonai. Seek him for his mercies are new every morning. He is a faithful God. You can rely on him. The title of my message is wait and seek. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anybody today who has just been feeling kind of down. If you're watching this and you've been discouraged, maybe you've been depressed. Friend, can you relate to to Jeremiah and Lamentations? My gosh. Man, that guy was that guy was pretty down. He says it ex- explicitly. Soul is downcast. But do you hear the word of the Lord for you in Lamentations? Wait on him. Wait on the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Seek him. Seek the Lord. Because his mercies and his compassions are new every morning. Tomorrow's coming. Tomorrow's coming. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for anybody who's been going through it, who's been discouraged, who's been depressed, who's been downcast, who's been suffering in their hearts or their spirits or their minds because of everything going on in the world today. Lord, I pray for each person who that might apply to. Lord, I pray that you encourage them with the truth of your spirit, the truth of your word that they wait for you, Lord, that they seek you, that they remember, Lord, they recall that your compassions and that your mercies are new every morning, that even in the midst of your anger, you're compassionate toward us. And you sent your son, Yeshua, to set them free. Lord, I pray that they're freed from depression, discouragement, that they have an eternal perspective knowing where their hope truly lies in the end. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for setting your people free and letting them see the truth that's revealed even in the, in many ways, the toughest book of the Bible. Oh, Lord, thank you, God, for this, Lord. And I pray if you're watching here and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, you've never committed your life to God, repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I humble myself before you. I know that I've sinned. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart to cleanse me. Please forgive me of my sins, God. I'll live the rest of my days for you. In Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, God has changed you on the inside. There's a renewing that happens. As as your sins are forgiven, that's big time stuff, y'all. Send us an email and let us know you said that prayer for the first time. We'll look to communicate with you some and maybe send you some material. Be encouraged, my brother or sister. Lord, I thank you for this service. I thank you for this Shabbat. I thank you, God, even for the, the fast and the, the time of Tisha B'Av, which is so hard and difficult. But we also read in the scriptures, I preached about this last year, that, that in the end days, those days of mourning and the fast of Tisha B'Av will be changed to rejoicing. And as Israel's been restored, we're we're in the midst of that transition right now. 
So Lord, let that complete that, let that transition be complete. In Yeshua's name, thank you, God. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.